Well, welcome to the Marty Minto Show podcast. I'm your host, Marty Minto, the informative voice for Christianity all across America. With music from that Christian parody band, Apologetics. Shout out Well, I hope you're having a wonderful day wherever you may be listening to this podcast. It's a blessing to be with you again here on the Marty Minto Show. You know, I was just thinking about it here just a few minutes ago. I forgot last podcast to remind everyone of the top three priorities of this podcast. First of all is to learn the Word of God to know what we believe and why we believe it, so that we're able to teach others. um, Because around us, we have opportunities to teach people, uh, not just in a classroom setting, but to share God's truth with people, then also to defend the truth. Because in the last days, where we're going to find the greatest battles and challenges is within the visible church. Because false teacher after false teacher is going to arise and rear his or her ugly head, trying to lead people astray. And we need to be able to take the Word of God and correct, rebuke if necessary. But we're able, we should be able to teach them and show them and defend and say, hey, listen, that's not the truth. This is what God's Word says in regards to whatever topic or discussion we're having. Well, you know, today I wanted to truly get into this whole issue of the Word of God today. I've spoken about this before on my podcast, but today I I find myself more and more inclined to talk about this because of the day and age in which we live. I am greatly concerned, I won't lie to you, that uh, there are many within the body of Christ, uh, or at least who call themselves Christians, who do not spend much time in the Word of God. I just got done uh, speaking to a brother of mine who is a pastor of a church, and uh, he's a mighty man of God. He's just a blessing to me, and as he was calling me and asking for some wisdom and sharing some things that are going on, one of the things that he brought to my attention that that I've known, but it's good to be reminded of, it seems less and less across the pulpits uh, in America, is truly the unadulterated Word of God being preached. Um, where there is quantity and quality coming from the man who stands behind the pulpit, the man who proclaims the good news of Jesus Christ. There are many churches today, unfortunately, but true, much time is spent in so-called worship and song uh, and other aspects of quote-unquote worship, and yet when it comes to the Word of God, the Word of God is not a priority. But the same could be said for people who claim to be Christians, that uh, the truth of the matter is they don't spend much time in the Word of God. Uh, They, in some cases, don't desire it. Only on particular days of the week, like Sunday or Wednesday, they some have said to me, well, I'm just looking for a shot, a boost in the arm for the day. I need it in my life in which I'm living on this journey that I'm on. 
But at the same time, they're not hungering, they're not thirsting, they're not, you know, yearning for the Word of God. Then you have those who, well, we live in a busy world. Everything, just everything is just grabbing and trying to take our time and, and manipulate it. Everything uh, that goes on in our world. Uh, time is a great commodity. And people I find after I talk to them, they, many of them, as they run all day long, as they're caught up all day long in their, um, you know, their multimedia devices and all the things that they do and all the things that are grasping their attention, by the end of the day, they're just collapsing. And many will say, well, I don't have time. I, I can't spend time in the Word of God. I, I, I want to, but I just can't. Or, you know, you said something about getting up in the morning. Why don't you start your day off in the Word of God? And they're like, you know what? I, I cherish my sleep. I, I, I'm only getting so many hours as it is per day of sleep and to get up early and to get in. And I, I won't lie to you. We've all been there to some degree. We have a lot of excuses um, and a lot of complaints. But very few people, unfortunately, but true, rectified the problem. And the problem's not with God. The problem is with us. And what we find today, especially in the visible church, we have many of people who are biblically, scripturally, spiritually ignorant of the things of God. Uh, And I really believe that's one of the reasons why in the last days when the false teachers pop up and rear their ugly heads, so many people follow after them. They follow after them, whether it be on TV, on radio, on podcasts, they read their books, uh, they go to their meetings, their conferences, Uh, whatever the case may be, and they do so out of just sheer ignorance, not knowing what the truth is. And uh, i got to be honest with you, it's bothersome to me. It it has been uh, up on the top of my areas of passion, but yet my pet peeves as being a child of God, as one who has been saved by Christ. Not that I'm the example, because I'm not. I'm not the perfect example. The example, the perfect example, is always Jesus himself. But as I study God's Word, what I see distinctively clear and true is that men and women who have truly been born from above, born again, they've been changed. They have a desire, they have a longing for God's Holy Word. They can't get enough of it. And I've already testified on one podcast to this reality when Christ saved me, something happened there. Yes, before that, I had a knowledge of the, of the people in the Bible and the places and the things that they did. Um, but when he saved me, I had a hunger and a thirst. I could not get enough of it. I've talked about, and I've encouraged you to read Psalms 119. I just told this to a pastor the other day. Have you ever taken the time uh, to study? I mean, really seriously study Psalms 119. If you've not, I want to encourage you to do so as I have done before in a podcast, because I cannot express enough of what the psalmist says when it comes to the Word of God and how important it was and is in our lives as believers, as children of the living God. And that's one of the things that troubles me, too, because in many of the religious belief systems, if not all of them, that are opposed to biblical Christianity, we have people upon people that really hold on to their belief system that they have fallen into, that they have accepted, uh, and they stand opposed to Christianity, yet many of Christians find it very difficult and challenging 
to share and defend their faith because many of them don't know what they believe and why they believe it. Now, again, I'm not trying to scold anybody. What I want to do here today on this podcast is I want to encourage you. I literally want to encourage you to be a a man or a woman of the Word, get into God's Word, and understand the importance of God's Word. Uh, I remember a couple years back, I did a series, a study that I did publicly, and I invited people to come. We had a phenomenal turnout. Uh, And the study was just simply, um, it was entitled, and I want you to understand this, how to study and understand God's Word. And I did the study, I forget, maybe seven, eight weeks long, and we did the study, and it was pretty intense, um, but not only, I believe, from the response I get that people learn a lot, but I myself, as I prepared, as I opened God's Word, as I really began to look through all that the Scripture has to say in regards to God's Word and the importance of God's Word, especially in our lives individually and corporately as the Church, the body of Christ, I, I just... To me, this series was of the utmost importance, and I got a response that I really, well, maybe I should have had more faith to believe I, I, I would experience what I did, but people after people had learned. They had grown. They had been challenged. They had looked at their own lives and realized that they needed more of God's holy word. They needed to be more in tune with the Lord, and and the way to know him was to study his word. And um, through that, you know, we came to realize once again what a true disciple is. I mean, that's the mission of the church, is it not? To go into all the world and make disciples. And when we're making the disciples, as we've talked about before, uh, a disciple is a pupil, a learner, a student. We find that in Matthew chapter 10, verse 24 and 25, and the goal is, is to become like our teacher. And who is our teacher? It's Jesus. And it takes time to be trained, we find in Luke chapter 6, verse 40. Um, And we are to bear spiritual fruit. And along this travel, this journey in our life, this Christian walk of ours, there should be evidence or proof. And I've talked about this before, and I really believe that one of the true evidence proofs that we belong to Christ and we are really his disciples is we will continue in his word. We will abide. We will stay, remain. We will hold on to God's holy word. We will have a longing for this word as it talks about in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, because we've tasted that God is good, that the Lord himself is good. We want to grow spiritually, and so we should desire, we should long for the pure milk of the word. We should desire and long uh, for true, sound, biblical doctrine. Um, And and that longing, that word longing in the Greek there in 1 Peter chapter 2, is really an intensely craving or a yearning. You're not satisfied to get what, what you want. And what you want is you want the pure milk, the pure, um, unadulterated Word of God. You want to grow. You can't get enough of it. And you're longing for it. And that longing that is there is actually created by God's presence, which is the Holy Spirit within us. And um, something I learned many, many years ago is that there's a difference between reading God's Word and studying God's Word. 
Now, again, I will speak on from this from two perspectives. First of all, from my own, I realize growing up as a child, I read a lot of God's Word. Uh, I got the, the who, the when, where, and not so much the why, but I, 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 I had answers to the questions. When Christ saved me, everything changed, and I began to study His Word. I wanted His Word. I longed for His Word. Uh, I couldn't get enough of His Word. And I have met along the way many of people uh, who claim to be brothers and sisters in Christ that remind me of the days when I was young and ignorant and truly not saved, where I just I didn't study God's Word, I just read God's Word. I had enough knowledge of it to be dangerous. And um, I really believe as Christians, true biblical Christians, as true disciples, pupils, students, learners, we want to learn. We want to grow. Uh, that's what amazed me when I, I did this um, study the Word um, gatherings, the amount of people that would come out. And they would come out because they desired, they wanted to learn, they wanted to grow. Uh, everyone from pastors and church leaders of elders and deacons, uh, and then others within the church, but everyone came out, men and women, young people, they came out because they had a desire within them, a desire that I believe was produced by God himself. Uh, that willingness, and then putting that willingness into action. You know, you and I know that in a world in which we live, that which we desire, whether it's of God or not of God, we will do whatever it takes to accomplish it. That which we call priorities. And unfortunately, but true, I guess what I'm trying to say is quite often is the Word of God is not a priority. And many who proclaim to be Christians in their lives— it is not a priority. And then I, along the way, I began to realize, and that's why I did the series, is because I realized that people didn't know how to study God's Word. That was an issue. I mean, what do you do? Do you just pick up the Bible and read it? I, I, I know so many people that have been told that over the years. Just read it. Just read the book of John. Start there. It's a good place to start in the Gospel of John. And I've had people say, well, why didn't they tell me to start in Genesis at the very beginning? Good question. Um, but there is also along the way so many questions that people have because as they begin to read the Word of God and not necessarily even study, and they're not, they're not sure how to study. They're not sure what to look for. They begin to realize there's a lot of verbiage in the Bible that doesn't make sense. They've never heard those words or once again, words that are in the pages, on the ink there, of, of what we call the Bible, do they mean what we think they mean? Can each person decide what that word means? The answer is no. Um, so there are principles, we would call them hermeneutical principles, on how to study God's Word. There's things that we could do and things we must do to study God's Word. And you know, though, as well as I do, studying takes time. Studying takes determination. Uh, studying means that you are really not only long and desiring, but uh, once you grasp it, you're going to have to do something with it, which we, we, we call application or, you know, put our, you know, our feet to our faith and begin to live out 
that which we proclaim with our lips. And we are to live according to uh, the New Testament, as Paul wrote to one of the churches, we are to live in a way that is most pleasing to God. That's ultimately what we want to do, is we want to be pleasing to God. But we also realize, too, that, hey, listen, to do this, I need someone to teach me. If I'm going to study God's Word, if there are these principles, I need someone to teach me. Well, that's why in God's Holy Word and His structure of His church, He's gifted those, not all, but He's gifted some in the area of teaching, who are able to teach, who are able to bring um, that which we find as we open God's Word, the Bible, understanding. Uh, We're able to realize that words have meaning. We're able to look at sentence structure and and someone to help us and to guide us and direct us. We need teachers. Ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit who's teaching us. But the Holy Spirit is also the one who gives us understanding, which some would call illumination. And so not only studying God's Word becomes a priority, but understanding what we read. Now, some people, that's another issue. How do I understand? How do I know what I'm reading, what I'm studying is true? I, 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 I want to be able, because, you know, it, it's a simple thing is I remember many, many, many years ago, um, I was on staff at a church as the pastor of evangelism and discipleship, and one of my first assignments was to go to our small groups within the church. We had about a half dozen of them. And I was asked to go sit in on the small groups and just listen and watch. And from that, you know, gain ways in which I could help them. And one of the things, at least back then, and this was many years ago, even before I was saved, though I was a pastor, but I wasn't truly saved. I really wasn't. I would listen to people in a small group. They, the leader of the group would bring a passage. And then they would go around the circle and they would say, well, Bob, Tell me what that means to you. Betty, what does that mean to you? Drex, what does that mean to you? Crystal, what does that mean to you? And so on. And I hate to say this, but it seemed like by the end of the small group, the interpretation or the understanding of the verse or the text would be based upon the the moral majority. (laughs) What the people believed in the room of what God was saying, that's it. And I'll never, ever forget going back to the pastor and sitting down. And I knew that much, even though I truly did not know Christ or wasn't known by him. At least I I wasn't made aware. I mean, I thought I was saved, but I did realize just simple hermeneutical principles that what they were doing was wrong. You can't do it. That's why I hear people like even today, I'll talk to people about the Bible, and some people say, well, that's what that means to you. Here's what it means to me. No, no, it's that's not the issue. What did God say and what did God mean? That's it. That's the end of the discussion. It's not what you think or what I think. It's what he, he said. Now, some people say, well, we can't know. The Bible's a big mystery. I mean, there's so many things about it. I mean, you just, oh, you just would never, ever be able to. That's not true. If, if that be the case, why'd God give us his word in the first place? If we really can't understand it, 
we can't know it. Then some people say, well, that's for those who really go and they study. They go to, you know, and they they become, you know, PhDs or they have their doctorate in theology or masters or divinity. They got this and that. That's for the preachers, you know, the pastors. That's not true either. Because, for instance, you have a pastor or preacher who stands behind a pulpit, writes a book, it's on TV, on the radio. How do you know they're telling the truth? Seriously. I mean, unless you're naive to believe that everything you hear from a so-called Christian preacher is true. I got to be honest with you, quite often I cringe. I have visited many churches along the way, and I have literally just, I just my wife, she sits next to me and she holds down my arms and my, my hand because she, she knows that down deep inside I'm, just, I'm getting all upset and twisted because what's being said, what's being taught is not true. And it's out there today in epidemic proportion. Now, some would say, oh, okay, so, so this is coming down to everything that Marty says is right and everybody else is wrong. No. I'm saying that if you learn how to study God's Word and truly understand it, you will know what God said and why he said it. I mean, there may be aspects of God's Word that, once again, we don't fully grasp, like the doctrine of the Trinity, like the issue of Christ's return. There are so many people, when we talk about eschatology and his return, that have looked at the Scriptures from so many different ways. But the truth of the matter is, when you truly use hermeneutical principles, you use ways and means of understanding God's Word and studying God's Word, you can come up with the proper meaning. We understand that in the text, and we got to, you know, context is everything. I think I've said that before. But the bottom line is we can come to a point and place of realizing we can know what God says, and we can stand firm upon it. And there are times that we'll agree to disagree where iron sharpens iron. We have to listen to one another and that. But once again, where we have to go back to is the text. We have to go back to what God has said and why he has said it. We, we have to look at what's happening in the, in the Scriptures. We have to look at what's taking place, the people, the places, where they're at, who's being addressed, uh, who's the one who's talking. I mean, so many things that are a part of these principles that most people, they just pick up a Bible and read. And so what happens is that they come up with their own interpretation. They come up with their own understanding. This, well, this is what it means to me. This is how I see it in the end. That's how you see it. So once again, it'd be, you know, that's why we as the disciples, the pupils, the students of Jesus, we need others not only to teach us, but we need ultimately the Holy Spirit, but we need to learn. We need to study, we need to learn how to study, and we need to learn by studying and using those proper principles, we can understand God's holy word. And, and obviously, it's a work of the Holy Spirit that's, that's involved in doing this. It's not just—we it, we can't do it apart from the Holy Spirit. So I want to make this clear to everyone out there. This is something that God has to do in our lives, and he has to do it very carefully and clearly, because if God's not doing it, then we're doing it. And this happens quite often to some people. So what I'm going to do here on this podcast, and maybe for the next couple podcasts, I, I want to help you— Learn how to study and understand God's Word. I want to help you to understand, like, for instance, the word, when we talk about studying, we're talking about laboring. We're talking about that which makes an effort. We're, we're going to be diligent. 
um, we are going to look at God's Word, and what ultimately what we want to do is we want to rightly divide it. We want to handle it accurately. We want to do what is right in the eyes of God. We want to cut it straight as it would really comes in the Greek. We, we want to cut a straight line. We want to know what God said and why he said it. We, we don't, we're not trying to put ourselves into it. We're not trying to put our denomination, if we're a part of it, um, or the beliefs in which we have been raised with, which you've heard me say many times before I call secondhand theology. We want to find out. Um, we want to have precision. We want to have accuracy. We want to know what we believe and why. And we want to turn to God's holy word. Why is it so important? I'll tell you why. Because when it comes to God's holy word, we know that that is, well, all Scripture is God-breathed, so it came from God. But as Martin Luther once said, in the Bible God speaks, the Scripture are his word. To hear, to read the Scripture is nothing else than to hear God himself. So if we want to hear from God, we want to know what God is, we got to go to the Word. We don't have to go to opinions of men. Listen to me carefully. Even church history, though it can be helpful, can be also very dangerous. Because just because a group of men along the line somewhere in church history have said, well, this is where we're at, this is what we're standing upon, this is what we're going to say it says, that may not be true. And some of you may say, I can't believe you said that. You think about the councils and the churches down through time and what has been said. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that everything that they have said at all times is wrong. But we have to line up what is being said, what is being taught, what is being believed with the Word of God. We have to let Scripture interpret Scripture. We have to take the time to come up with the answers. And that's where the studying part, um, to me, is exciting because I'm learning something. I, I don't know about you, but every day that I pick up my Bible, every day that I open God's Word, whether I'm at Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, I'm studying His Word. Uh, there have been passages I've been over many, many times. I've, I've shared this with people like a little kid in the candy store. It seems like every time I go back to a passage that I've read, that I've taught, I've preached on, I've written about, whatever the case may be, I get excited because it's almost like I find a new gemstone there. Because the Word of God I mean, truly, if you're a pupil, you're a student, a disciple of Christ, it's a lifelong journey. It's not going to take place in one day. It's not going to take place in one lifetime here on this earth. There is so much to learn, so much to gain, so much to grasp. That's why I said earlier on the podcast, there's a time not too long ago where I just, I, I had this desire within, and I went and I really just, I dissected Psalms 119 and got into Psalms 119, and I, I began to study it, and study it like never before. And I was amazed at what was there before me in the passage, in the text. I was blown away by this. And so I, I want to encourage you uh, that this little journey we're going to take for just a few podcasts, I'm hoping it to be helpful. But what I want you to do is I want you to get a Bible. I'm not sure when you listen to the Marty Minto Show podcast, you have a Bible open or not. Quite often, I try to give as much Scripture as I can, but I'm going to challenge you for the next couple podcasts or more to have a Bible with you, uh, to write down, uh, to, you know, play it back again, get the, you know, write down where I'm going to tell you the Scripture and the things we're going to talk about, 
and and we're going to learn together. And some of the things are going to be pretty simple and straightforward. Some principles I think a lot of people just don't even realize. Uh, simplicity of, uh, of things that we can do in our studying of God's Word. Again, a lot of people, when they think of studying God's Word, they think of some library, they think of some higher learning institution. I have to go away somewhere. I got to have, like, behind me, you know, just just shelves filled with books. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know I'm going to be there a long time. That's, that's not true. It's not true at all. But there are some resources. There are some things I'm going to encourage you to get if you don't have so that you have them available to you. I'm going to tell you what I use and what, what's alongside me, and we're going to talk about that. And we'll talk about, you know, how do we know, you know, that, um, you know, what is being said when others are saying, I mean, even when you read commentaries, there's all kind of commentaries out there. A lot of people read Bible commentaries and believe it just because some guy wrote it and he's a couple hundred years old or whatever, you know, a hundred years old, or he's one of the old timers or all oh, the dead guys, as I like to call them, that everything that's being said must be true. That's not, that's not true either. Um, because we're all guilty at times and to some degree. I, I think to myself over the years when I have taught and preached, you know, I tell people like when I, on a topic, it's not ex- an exhaustive study. And the reason I say that, I make that disclaimer, is because I can't get it all in there. You know, if you if you were talking about some particular topic, there's so much to it in the Word of God that to give every minute detail, to give every passage, to go every place that it is mentioned or that is brought forward in the text, it's almost impossible to do. But once we have that foundation, then as we're studying God's Word and it comes up again, we're able to see it and we're able to see it many times more clearly. That's why Scripture interprets Scripture. We're going to learn that you can't just read one passage of Scripture and say, that's enough. That's enough. I've had people say to me many times before, all I need is John 3.16. I don't need any other verse in the Bible, nothing else in the Bible, just John 3.16. Truly, is that, is that true? All you need is John 3.16? Now, I love John 3.16. But we're going to find out that what happens when people take a verse, any verse, it doesn't have to be John 3, 6, it could be any verse, that there are times that people create doctrine. They create belief systems. Many times they take verses out of its proper context, and they begin to teach people about things and doing things. That's why some have said before, and I believe it to be true, you could take the Bible, believe it or not, And if you use it improperly, you could justify anything. You could justify murder. You could justify adultery. You could justify sin. But what's happening is you're taking a verse, you're taking a passage out of its context. You're creating a pretext. uh, You know, you're doing all kinds of things. You're making words say what you want them to say and mean. And you can just begin to do all kinds of stuff that is against God and his word against him and his character, you're sinning against God. And I, I, hopefully in the time that we have, because I'm not going to give you every detail, but hopefully enough of these principles to say, okay, when I sit down to study God's word, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to study God's word. I'm going to study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's what I'm going to try to help you do. And we're going to answer, uh, ask a lot of questions, answer those questions. 
We're going to find out what, you know, like, for instance, is there principles for a good Bible study? Is there things we need to know? Yes. We're going to talk about Bible translation. We're talking about where to study. We're going to talk about the questions that we want to ask. We're going to talk about things that some people just never, ever, ever, ever think about when it comes to studying God's Word. And hopefully it'll encourage you. Hopefully it will lift you up. It'll spur you on, and you'll begin to see the importance of God's holy word. Now, for some people out there listening and closing, you may say, oh, my goodness, this guy's going to preach at us for weeks or whatever. No, it's not what I'm going to do. I, I, I'm just like you. Every day, my day just seems to be hectic from the time I get up in the morning to the time I go to bed. And when I go to bed, I usually drop in the bed and I'm out. And then the hours of sleep, I wish there was more. Everyone and everything is just buying for my attention and time. And I came to realize, though, I I have to make this a priority. And the priority can't just be on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday midweek. I got to make this a daily priority. Daily. I got to spend time with God. Daily, I need, just like when I get up each and every day, I need food for my physical body. Well, each and every day, I need God's Word for my spiritual life. I need the milk. I need the meat. I need to grow. I need to be healthy and strong. And that's what I'm going to attempt to do, uh, as I've already said, in the next few podcasts. So bear with me. Again, find a Bible, uh, the Bible preferably that you use all the time. Listen, if you don't have a Bible, email me, martymento at gmail.com. I'll send you a Bible. And I really mean that. I've even learned in our world today that there are some people, even though I think the average American home has anywhere between three and seven Bibles, I think, something like that. It's a crazy number. Uh, There are still people I find that don't have the Word of God. And if you need the Word of God, I'd be more than happy to provide the Word of God for you. But we're going to study together. We're going to learn together. We're going to grow together uh, to become all that God wants us to be, and that is like His Son. Jesus Christ. Hey, folks, don't forget about um, our tracks uh, that I tell people about as often as I can. It's uh, entitled, Are You Prepared to Enter Heaven? And Who is Jesus to You? We talk about God. We talk about Adam, Jesus, and you. And it is a track that we have made available to anyone who's listening. And again, you don't have to send us any money. If you want to be supportive in Senate, you can go ahead. Matter of fact, you can support this podcast on a monthly basis right through Anchor.fm. That's Anchor.fm. Look for Marty Minto and the Marty Minto Show, and you can be supportive. And we really appreciate that. Matter of fact, just recently, we've had some folks support us, and we are just grateful. I really mean that because it's not about the money. It's about ministering. It's about getting the gospel message out into a world that is lost. It's about helping our brothers and sisters and, uh, and their spiritual growth and, and their discipleship and their life, their journey here on this earth as we all travel to the hope that has been given to us through God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. But again, if you want some tracks, email me, Marty, that's a y, with a Y, Minto, M-I-N-T-O, MartyMinto at gmail.com. I'll send these out to you as soon as I can. But next time you hear me on the podcast, get your Bibles open, get ready, because we are going to study the Word of God. And along the way, we're just going to learn together uh, just for a few podcasts. Again, I'm not going to go through the whole series, but hopefully this will be helpful because I really believe the more and more people I talk to, this is what people need today. 
And again, from any of the podcasts, anything you've listened to, you have any thoughts, views, opinions, anything that you enjoy or don't enjoy, love to hear from you. Email me, martyminto at gmail.com. Tell your friends, family, loved ones, coworkers, neighbors, even your enemies about the show. Again, check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And uh, again, until next time, I just want to remind you, listen, we are on this journey together. We are the body of Christ. The Bible tells us there's many members, but we're just one body. And so together, we are going to truly travel this road. We're going to learn together and grow together to become all that God wants us to be. Until next time, God bless. Thank you.